to Chasing Dramas. This is the podcast that discusses Chinese history and culture through historical Chinese dramas. We are your hosts, Karen and Kathy. Today we are going to be chatting about episode 62 of the story of Minglan or Zhufo, Zhufo Ying Shi Lu Fei Hong Shou. This podcast is in English with proper nouns and certain Chinese phrases spoken in Mandarin Chinese. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us via email at Karen and Kathy at ChasingDramas.com or else reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter. Also, please do leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to us to. I have also just put up my review of Sword Snowstride or Xing on our website. You can just go to ChasingDramas.com and it should be at the very top. I personally found it a fun drama to watch. And if you're looking for something to binge, it's that. Came out relatively recently. It's fun. It's good. Kathy doesn't like it as much as I do, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm actually realizing that Kathy and I are diverging on our tastes of dramas right now. In any case, if you have seen the drama already, feel free to read what I wrote and uh, let me know if you agree or disagree with my review. Okay, let's get started on our podcast. Today's podcast episode is going to be very plot heavy and also character driven. We have lots of thoughts to say. And then at the end, Kathy will share a lot of uh, additional context from the book as well. The next couple of podcast episodes really revolve around Grandma Shang's mysterious illness. They are, in my view, the most intense episodes in the entire drama. Ming Lan stands up for herself and shows just how capable she is now in the face of a dangerous threat to her grandmother's life. And she shows this to none other than her own family. This really starts at the end of episode 61 when Minglan receives news that her grandmother fell ill. Minglan rushes over to the Sheng Manor to find her father, Madame Wang, and her sister-in-law all scrambling, waiting for the imperial doctor to give his diagnosis. When asked by Madame Wang, the doctor surprisingly hesitates and simply says that he will try his best. When pressed by Minglan, Madame Wong gets all of a sudden very jumpy and tries to stop the doctor from saying anything more. Episode 61 ends with Minglan informing her father that she's staying over to take care of her grandmother. We open episode 62 with Minglan returning to her grandmother's rooms with the imperial doctor in tow. With everyone gone, Minglan quickly informs all of the loyal servants left to take stock of all the coming and goings of the people in the manor. She then turns to the doctor to ask a very pointed question. What happened to her grandmother? For Minglan, everything is too suspicious. The doctor finally reveals that all symptoms point to poison. Minglan, who had suspected something was off, is stunned, but quickly asks the nearby maid if her grandmother ate anything suspicious recently. The maid at first does not recount anything suspicious, but pauses at the discussion of some pastries. Grandma Sheng has developed a sweet tooth in recent years and enjoys these pastries from a certain Ju Fang Pagoda, so she always had servants go buy them twice a month. 
Madame Wang, after seeing how well her grandson is being raised by Grandma Sheng. This is Quan Gu, who is Chang Bai and Madame Hai's oldest son. Volunteered to buy the pastries for Grandma Sheng monthly. However, this has been happening for the past couple of months, and nothing has happened. Why would the sweets be poisoned all of a sudden right now? Ning Lan quickly tells the doctor to inspect the pastries. After some further investigation, the doctor is both impressed and disgusted at the steam. And I'm also impressed at the doctor's abilities to deduce what happened. The poison is made from yingxingya, or ginkgo sprouts. The doctor informs Minglan that ginkgo is edible, but the ginkgo sprouts are poisonous. A concentrate, or basically a heavy concentration made of ginkgo sprouts, is fatal. Thankfully, Grandma Sheng only ate a small amount of the pastries containing the poison, otherwise she would have already passed. The doctor will try his own methods to save Grandma Sheng, but in her elderly state, he's not super optimistic about her chances. He hurriedly heads off to tend to his patient. This guy is a saint, honestly. Ming Lan, having learned that someone tried to poison her beloved grandmother, is furious, but springs into action. I'm also furious. It's Grandma Sheng. How dare anyone touch this absolute gem of a woman? Minglan quickly orders her loyal mate Xiao Tao to return back to the Cheng Garden, so back to the Gu Manor, gather their loyal guards, head back to the Sheng Manor, and block all entrances. No one will be allowed to enter or leave the premises. After Xiao Tao rushes out, Minglan can't do anything but wait. She starts tearing up and curses whoever did this using the phrase Wang Ba Dan, which means bastard. And whoever did this truly is a bastard. I'm also tearing up seeing how upset Minglan is. Hurting Grandma Sheng is the line you do not cross with Minglan. Grandma Sheng is, of course, the only person that saved Minglan's life. And so now we get to see Minglan fight back and use everything she has to seek justice for her grandmother. This is a, a joke that I want to use, especially for those who have listened to our Empresses in the Palace podcast. One of the things that we talked about is when the main character, Jin Huan, who uh, was in exile and returned back to the palace, she called herself no longer Jin Huan. Instead, I am Niu Huru Jin Huan. And so now that's become such a meme. I'm going to call Ming Lan. She is now Niu Huru Ming Lan. <laughs> the next morning, Madame Wang's loyal maid, Liu Mama, is making a ruckus because Minglan has sealed all entrances. No one can go in and out. Master Sheng still has to go to court. What is the meaning of this? Minglan doesn't say much and simply orders Xiao Tao to bring the box of pastries. Then they follow Liu Mama to Madame Wang's rooms. Let's take a look at Madame Wang's face when Minglan enters. She's very shifty. Sheng Hong, on the other hand, is simply upset. He says, um, what would it look like if the capital found out that a daughter surrounded her own house and prevented him from leaving? How will that look for the Sheng family and for his reputation? Fortunately, Ming Lan knew he was going to say this. 
Sheng Hong relaxes when Minglan informs him that by taking a day off of court to take care of his ill mother will only help his standing in court. Once again, Madame Wong probably did something suspicious, and Sheng Hong does not care at all about Grandma Sheng, only about his face. What an absolute joke. If you can't tell, I'm rolling my eyes constantly when talking about Sheng Hong and will continue to do so uh, with regards to Sheng Hong in this episode and the next episode. Ming Lan turns towards more serious matters. She spells it out for her father. Someone poisoned Grandma Sheng. Man, Madame Wong's acting here is top-notch. She is so afraid of being implicated that she doesn't dare look at Ming Lan. Problem is, as we know, her intellect isn't that high, so it's not difficult to figure out something is off about her. Xiao Tao brings forth the box of pastries, and Minglan slowly informs everyone in the room exactly how the pastries were poisoned. Minglan finally aims her anger to Madame Wong. She isn't actually angry right now. She simply says, Madame Wong's maids wanted to take the rest of the pastries back yesterday to give them to Chenger, but luckily, Grandma Sheng's maid saved some. There are two underlying messages here. The first is, Madame Wong wanted to destroy the evidence. And number two, if it wasn't for the leftover pastries, no one would have found out about Madame Wong's evil schemes. At this point, Sheng Hong actually turns towards Madame Wong and starts interrogating her too. Madame Wong tries to stand her ground and spouts a number of theories as to how or why Grandma Sheng could have been poisoned in an attempt to extricate herself from the blame. Seeing that Madame Wong isn't going to corroborate, Ming Lan threatens the husband-wife pair with the extreme. Since Madame Wang doesn't believe this imperial doctor, Minglan will go ask for several more imperial doctors to confirm the diagnosis. If Madame Wang doesn't tell the truth, then Minglan will bring the case to court for all to publicly investigate what happened. Of course, both of these acts are immediately shut down by Sheng Hong. What will people in the capital think if people heard what is happening in the Sheng family? They will lose all reputation and face. Once again, Sheng Hong is so despicable that he doesn't actually care about Grandma Sheng. The thing that he cares most about in his life is his reputation. Ming Lan finally blows up. She calls him out on the fact that Grandma Sheng gave up everything to help the Sheng family. Grandma Sheng was even disowned by her own family uh, for Sheng Hong. Sheng Hong, Ming Lan, and the rest of the people in the Sheng family are actually related by blood, but only Grandma Sheng is not because Grandma Sheng is the wife or the madam of the house, but Sheng Hong was born from a concubine, so they have actually no blood relation. And so, Ming Lan point blank points out why would Sheng Hong risk his current career for something small like this? Sheng Hong is so upset by Minglan's words for, I think, calling him out that he actually slaps her. But she doesn't care. She further screams that even if she insults every member of the family, loses her status as marchioness, loses her wealth, she does not care as long as she can get justice for her grandmother. 
You can tell in this instance, the hurt that she experienced from her father's treatment of her mother when she died is still fresh in her mind. Minglan will not allow her father to do the same thing to Grandma Sheng, especially now that she, Minglan, is older, wiser, and more capable. Perhaps some of what Minglan has said finally got through to Sheng Hong as he turned around to then threaten Madame Wang with divorce. In the book, it's described that Sheng Hong at this point realizes internally that Minglan won't let this go, which is why he turns his attentions to Madame Wang. Back to the drama. Madame Wang, though, continuously shouts, How can you do this? Do you realize that I'm from the Wang family? Oh ho, and there you have it. She thinks so highly of herself because she is from the Wang family. Throughout this entire interrogation scene, she raised her Wang family status more than once to force Minglan to back down. We'll touch on this more in the future, but this is truly one of the most infuriating aspects of both Madame Wang and Aunt Kang. Just because they're from the Wang family, they think they have the right to escape punishment and do whatever they want. As Madame Wang is still screaming that she'll never tell the truth, her headmaid, Liu Mama, bursts into the room. She isn't here to try to protect Madame Wang, but instead try to push her to tell the truth. This Liu Mama is much smarter than her master. She accurately deduced that Madame Wang probably was not the main culprit in this plot. Creating a poison from ginkgo sprout concentrate takes meticulous planning and thought. That is not Madame Wang's style. Besides, this must also be why Minglan is here to interrogate the truth out of Madame Wang. Minglan must also believe that Madame Wang was not the actual mastermind in this plot. Otherwise, Minglan would have already planned Madame Wang's punishment rather than come here to ask for more details. Minglan actually applauds this Liu Mama for being the one person who understands the situation here at this moment. Liu Mama then cries to Madame Wang that she should just tell the truth. Madame Wang has to think of the future of her children, who may get caught up in all of this. What will happen to them? When watching this, I was like, come on, where were you thinking about this previously? It's all about your children. Finally, Madame Wang reveals the truth. All of this was because of her older sister, Aunt Kong, who was the one who told her, Madame Wang, to give Grandma Sheng the pastries with poison. However, Madame Wang did not know that the pastries would actually have poison. And this is supported throughout earlier uh, in this episode because Madame Wang was genuinely shocked to hear that Grandma Sheng was so sick she could almost die or she could have died. Madame Wang just thought that the pastries would cause Grandma Sheng to fall ill and not have any energy to manage the household a power which she revoked from Madame Wang. That way, Madame Wang will be able to regain power of the household instead. She never actually wanted to poison Grandma Shang, just remove her from power. When Madame Wang revealed Aunt Kang's name, Sheng Hong was full of disgust. Ming Lan, who has calmed down uh, a bit, lets Madame Wang think about what could have happened to her grandson who constantly spends time with Grandma Sheng. 
If Grandma Shang gave the pastries to her grandson, do you think he would still be alive today? Madame Wang is dumbfounded. She doesn't think that her sister would ever do that to her. The old mama tearfully steps in. It's Madame Wang's grandson, not Aunt Kong's grandson. Why would Aunt Kong care about what happens to Madame Wang's grandson? Minglan further helps explain the extent of Aunt Kong's plot. Once Madame Wang kills Grandma Sheng, she, Aunt Kong, will be able to blackmail Madame Wang with the knowledge that Madame Wang committed such an atrocity. Anything that she, Aunt Kong, wants, she will tell Madame Wang to do. If Madame Wang can't get it done, she will tell her son and daughter to do it. With this batch of pastries, Aunt Kong will have full control of Madame Wang and, by extension, the Sheng family. Madame Wang closes her eyes and cries in despair as the truth of what her sister tried to do is revealed to her. Outside, one of Minglan's guards was able to capture a maid who was attempting to escape the manor. The guard drags the maid into the room where Minglan and Sheng Hong are currently interrogating Madame Wang. It turns out, this maid is one of Madame Wang's maids. At first, the maid lies about why she's trying to leave, but after some <clears throat> pressure, she reveals that Aunt Kong bought her off. She paid the maid money in order to find out exactly what's going on in the Sheng household. This maid was trying to escape to tell Aunt Kong what happened in the past day. Madame Wang is now even more upset to find out the extent to which her older sister is trying to ruin her. Minglan doesn't have time for tears and jumps into action. She instructs the guard to take the maid out to continue interrogating, which is basically torture. Then she tells Liu Mama to head over to the Kang Manor to trick Aunt Kong to come to the Sheng Manor. Liu Mama must pretend that things aren't going well in the Sheng household and that Madame Wang needs support. That way, Aunt Kong will surely come. Minglan's father, Sheng Hong, has clearly not thought through anything. He wants to push everything onto this Aunt Kong, which, I mean, is not false. I'm somewhat surprised he is willing to let his wife off so easily because she, yes, didn't actually try to poison Grandma Sheng, but she still did something. The poisoning was all Aunt Kong. This man, though, seriously, he's such a cold-hearted and ungrateful man. He sees, oh, oh, his wife didn't really do anything, so I don't actually have to worry about my own reputation. <sighs> what a man. After her confrontation with her father, Milan has evidently calmed down quite a bit. She's no longer in upset mode, but rather in battle mode. She takes a break to eat some food, and shortly after, Liu Mama returns with the update that Aunt Kong has indeed arrived and is already with her sister, Madame Wang. Thankfully, Liu Mama is trying to protect Madame Wang from her vile sister, because she has already helped Milan detain the staff that Aunt Kong arrived with, and informs Milan of Aunt Kong's most trusted maid, who is surprisingly not there. That's suspicious. Minglan gives Liu Mama additional orders to retrieve this maid. 
Next, Minglan heads over to Madame Wong's room once again, where Aunt Kong is now waiting. She, Aunt Kong, is gloating over her victory and completely disassociating herself from what has transpired, instead placing all of the blame on Madame Wong. Madame Wong is utterly heartbroken at how her sister played her, finally seeing her sister for who she truly is. Minglan calmly enters the room and states that they will interrogate Aunt Kong for the truth. At first, Aunt Kong scoffs. Who does Minglan think she is to have the authority to interrogate her? Unfazed, Minglan tells the guards to bring in the maid who spied for Aunt Kong. This maid, Tsai Huan, has evidently undergone torture as her hands are now very bloodied. This sight shocks Aunt Kong, and she is further backed into a corner as the maid, Tsai Huan, point-blank tells the room that it was Aunt Kong who gave her money to spy on the comings and goings of the Sheng household. Aunt Kong tries to deny all of this, but Minglan just calmly tells a couple of pretty intense nannies to bring Aunt Kong away. The episode ends with Aunt Kong being dragged away by these nannies who know exactly how to handle these types of aristocratic women. Aunt Kong is screaming at the top of her lungs, but we are not so secretly very pleased about that. And that wraps up the episode recap. Before we move on, a quick note about ginkgo seeds and sprouts. The book is correct. Eating raw ginkgo seeds and additionally the sprouts could lead to food poisoning. There was a case of a woman who developed nausea and abdominal pains after eating around 50 to 60 fried ginkgo seeds a couple years ago. That again is a lot of ginkgo seeds. Um... Ginkgo seeds and sprouts are used quite often in East Asian cuisine. Just a reminder to everyone, please do not eat all of that in one sitting. So the whole tactic of um, making a concentrate of ginkgo sprouts and poisoning someone probably could have happened. And, and for it to be fatal, probably could have happened. Okay, now we're going to just basically do uh, a character analysis or just a recap of our thoughts for this episode, because there's a lot to digest and I have a lot of thoughts. After closely watching this episode, I am honestly furious at how everyone treated Grandma Sheng, obviously with the exception of Minglan. Both Sheng Hong and Madame Wang's faults were amplified to the max such that everything we've talked about in previous podcast episodes about their characters is now on full display. Sheng Hong cares more about his face and reputation than Grandma Sheng's life. Every word out of his mouth is about how they have to think of what others will think of this plot if it surfaced to the public. Madame Wong's intelligence, or lack thereof, is also shown that once again, she only cares about the near-term benefits. She doesn't listen or has not listened to Grandma Shang to stay away from Aunt Kong, and this is the result. Furthermore, in the drama, Minglan is constantly put in her place as her station of a shunyu, and in general, a person of a younger generation, or what you would call a one-bei. Chinese tradition and culture dictate that the youth are always to be filial to their elders and basically listen to everything your elders tell you. 
which in theory is nice. But as we see in this episode, that is used against her in the face of massive injustice. It's always thrown around of, how dare you talk to your elders in this way? Or you're just a young woman. What do you know? The level of entitlement that older people have in this drama is just outstanding. And while we can balk at this in our podcast because we are seeing this in a drama, I'm sure people of all cultures experience this to some extent in their own lives today. And so, I don't know, it's really interesting to kind of see this on display. Something else that really stuck to me is on the way out of Madame Wang's room and after Ming Lan has a chat with her father, Xiao Tao asks Ming Lan whether or not they think they will actually bring justice for Grandma Sheng. Ming Lan responds that oftentimes, it's all about how much a person is willing to sacrifice in order to get what they want. This line is one that I think about often in both the context of this drama, but then also extending to my own life. As Minglan states, her father, Madame Wang, the Kang family, and the Wang family are all not willing to sacrifice too much, but she is. All of those people she mentioned, or families, are bound by society, by reputation, by their relations. If one step goes wrong, everything else falls apart. Sheng Hong is again so worried about how this would impact the future of the Sheng family that he is willing to let Grandma Sheng's injustice just happen without fighting back. Adam Wong is so easily placed under the clutches of Aunt Kong because Aunt Kong knows that Madame Wong is not willing to sacrifice the futures of her own children and grandchildren, so she will just listen to whatever Aunt Kong says. Courage, in my view, often comes in the face of how much you are willing to give up, and we are, even today, bound by a myriad of ties. Our families, our jobs, our income, our titles. These are the top constraints that come to mind. Minglan has stated she does not care about any of that, and that is why she is willing to stand up for her grandmother. In today's world, we should all look to have that kind of bravery and courage that Minglan has exhibited in the face of injustice that I'm sure we have faced in our own lives in one capacity or another. This is true love that Minglan exhibits towards her grandmother because Grandma Sheng did everything for her own family and raised a great-granddaughter. It is really satisfying to see this kind of love reciprocated. While we, I think, oftentimes care so much about the romantic relationship in dramas, I think in this drama, the best relationship is Ming Lan and Grandma Sheng's relationship. It's just so touching and it very is pure. It, yeah, it's very pure. It's so great to see that Ming Lan is now also capable to stand up for her grandmother as well. Such a contrast for from what happened when she was younger uh, to her mother. And you can see that trauma has stayed with her her entire life. So that's why she is not willing to let any of the past traumas happen again. Now that we've talked about this relationship, I want to move on to discuss two characters. Or, yeah, the two women of the Wong family. Madame Wong did not have the foresight to think that her sister would ruin her. She is what you would call a hutu ren, 
or unfortunately, a pretty dim-witted person. Her heart is ultimately in the right place, but she has really no opinions and just blindly follows. Or her opinions are just, oh my gosh, this person is mean, I have no face, and now I want to find a way to get back at that person. I'm very frustrated with her in this episode, but I think I'm more frustrated with Sheng Hong. We'll break down a lot more in the next episode. I'm going to reserve all of my vitriol <laughs> towards Sheng Hong in the next episode because I want to paint the whole picture. And finally, of course, let's talk about Madame Kong or Aunt Kong. Aunt Kong's vile nature was already introduced previously, but her selfishness and blatant disregard for even her sister is on another level. She could care less about whether her sister was punished or cut because she, in the end, would come out as the winner. Something that I want to point out is actually the language spoken by the different characters. Aunt Kong constantly belittles other people, using phrases such as xiao zhajong, meaning bastard towards men, or jianren, which means bitch or whore. She is the one character in the drama that uses the phrase all the time. Madame Wang does use these phrases, but only when someone really annoys her. She rarely calls the younger generation this phrase. Um, note that she refrains. Even at the height of her hatred towards Mistress Lin, she only called Mistress Lin a bitch and rarely called Molan that phrase. She would just say that little girl. She wouldn't blatantly curse her. Contrast that to Aunt Kong, who uses curse words to describe everyone under the sun. She's called Minglan that. She basically even called Grandma Sheng a derogatory term. At least for me, language is very telling of a person's true nature. Well, I mean, there are obviously many evil people who use very florid language and whatnot, but at least in this drama, I look down on characters who constantly use derogatory phrases to describe other people. The next episode is really about family ties, um, so we will dive more into those characters um, in the next episode. Next, let's move on to book differences and details. As I've said before, the drama really shines when it closely follows the book. And the events of this episode show a really great retelling of the book. I'll pick out a couple more places in the book that provide some more context to the character's thoughts and reasoning. This hopefully will flesh out some of the places that aren't directly spelled out in the drama. Unfortunately, this section will also be a slight critique of Zhao Liying's acting. I rarely do this, but there are places that I want to call out because it does diverge from what I expected from the book. Like I said, much of the episode is directly imported from the book. Why change the method of poisoning when it is already so ingenious? In the book, though, Milan shows a lot more emotion in response to her grandmother's poisoning. For example, when Xiao Tao leaves and Milan is alone, Milan throws a teacup against the wall, shattering it before cursing Wang Batan or bastard. We only see Milan sit down in the drama. It's a subtle but different choice. Next, when Milan and Sheng Hong have the first confrontation about the poison with Madame Wang, 
Madam Wong comments, Do you think there's no one from the Wong family? We mentioned this before. This is a threat directly targeted to Sheng Hong. If he raised a ruckus, the Wong family might withdraw their support of him. Notice how in the drama, and also in the book, Sheng Hong immediately tries to appease Ming Lan. That's because he didn't want to incur the wrath of the Wang family. He is very much still thinking about his political career. The only reason why Sheng Hong turned against Madame Wang later in the conversation is because he saw that Ming Lan was serious in her threats to expose the scandal to the world. On balance, divorcing Madame Wang was the easier choice. And that is more directly spelled out in the book. Next, I will have to turn my attention to gently critique Zhao Lin. I love her. She's great. She's done a great job so far. But she doesn't really capture Minglan's anger, disappointment, and ultimate resolve to save her grandmother that is described in the book. I see her crying, but I don't really see her distraught. She's just sort of monotonally engaging with everyone. For example, in the book, when Minglan informs Liu Mama to head to the Kong Manor to dupe Aunt Kong into coming to the Sheng family, it's noted that Minglan is jovially engaging with her, which confuses Liu Mama. Minglan is all smiles, but includes subtle threats in her words, which freaks Liu Mama out. Liu Mama, at this point, realizes that Minglan is not to be trifled with. Zhao Ying doesn't really act that out here. She mainly just informs Liu Mama to do X, Y, and Z. What do you think, Karen? I feel like because you've read the book, you have a different view. I personally thought that she did, uh, Zhao Ying did a pretty good job in acting this scene, that the choice was to make her very, uh, or a lot more calm and clear-headed in giving orders and basically she became more of a strategist like a military uh or tactician in planning her next step so she was very like focused and maybe that's why she was monotone but i can see that if you read the book and were expecting a lot more emotion then that would come through or you expected that to come through yeah well there's also a scene in the book that didn't make it into the drama where Milan is by her grandmother's bedside and whispers to her grandmother, who is unconscious at the time, that she will catch every single perpetrator. Milan promises to herself and to her grandmother that no matter what happens, she will be there. In the drama, I don't really see a woman seething in anger on the inside and willing to kill for her grandmother's justice on the outside. I see Milan strategizing, trying to make sure everything's in order. So for me, again, that's just a book difference versus the drama. The timing of this event is also not quite the same as in the book. Minglan in the book is not heavily pregnant at this point. So maybe that's why Minglan in the drama is a little bit more reserved. I don't really see like a heavily pregnant woman kind of wanting to risk that at that point. The rest of the cast does a great job and are actually pretty close to their book counterparts. I think this is probably what we are seeing because, yes, I can see the critique of 
Jolly's main line being a little wooden. But part of that is because the rest of the cast, particularly um, Madame Wong, just acts so naturally in her despair. And also pretty much everybody else is like, you just can feel the the aura of who they were trying to play. And Ming Lan has some difficulty kind of following up mm-hmm. on how well they've acted. Well, once we wrap up this series of events in the next episode or two, I will do a complete analysis of what happens in the book. So I won't spoil too much and I won't take too much time to compare the acting, but I wanted to point it out here for this episode. There are a couple of historical references in this episode, but most of those uh, will be discussed actually in the future. So we will save those um, at that point. And that is it for today's podcast episode. Lots of emotions running around, (laughs) even for us. Um, And of of course, in the episode, Grandma Shung really needs to, you know, get through it. I'm just so upset once again that Aunt Kung would come up with such a vile plan to hurt the likes of Grandma Shung. And what's more, she doesn't care. She's like, okay, it's not my fault. You totally did it. Oh, my gosh. I know. In any case, we will discuss more in the next podcast episode. If you are looking for a platform to watch Chinese dramas and you are looking in the U.S., take a look at our sponsor, Jubao TV, where you can stream Chinese dramas and movies online through their streaming platform, Zumo, that is X-U-M-O, or else on TV via Xfinity and Cox Contour. The shows and movies are all free and they have English subtitles as well. And separately, as I have mentioned at the beginning of our uh, of this podcast episode, I have updated my review of Sword Snowstride uh, or Stuya Zhonghan Nao Xing. So if you're looking to see my full review, that is on our website at www.chasingdramas.com. The music for this episode is the song called Lan with sheet music by Bingjie Won Yujin and played by yours truly. Once again, thanks so much for listening and we will catch you in the next episode.